Welcome back in to Wire to Wire. I'm your host, Joey Bonsanti. Sitting next to me is my co-host, Tony Perone. What's up? What's up, Joe? Not much. We're here on a rainy Monday. Or is it Monday? It is Monday. It is Monday. So I was right on that. And we're going to be talking two Yankees series, and then we, we really want to get into the Jets stuff, but we're going to take care of the Yankees first, talk about their past two series, and then jump right into the Jets preseason game with the Atlanta Falcons. There's so much to talk about with the Jets. So let's uh, let's talk about the Yankees first. I know you're very excited to talk about the Jets. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. As am I. So um, last we talked about the, the Yankees was the disappointing series against Boston. And we talked about how we had to go into Chicago and take care of business, which the New York Yankees did. It's the, about time. Yeah, it is about time. But it doesn't really matter because the Red Sox keep winning. <laughs> That's another thing. But first game of the series against the White Sox, it was a very dominant start by... Who? Lance Lynn. Pitched seven and one-third inning and nine Ks. This guy's looking uh, like a great pickup for the New York Yankees. Who would have thought? I mean, Lance Lynn, he came in with a 5 ER, and he he's had, at this point, he has had two solid starts. So, you know, I mean, great pickup. I mean, as long as he can help solidify the, the back end of the rotation, I have no problems. He's been doing a head-over-heel job over Sonny Gray. I mean, just Night and day. blowing him out of the water. And that's what we need. We don't need this guy to go do crazy things. We just need him to do what a fifth guy in the rotation should be doing. And he's been doing a little bit more than that, I think. So he, he pitched very well this game. And we've had, in this game, we had consistent offense. You had a Torres and a Walker homer. And there, there really wasn't too much to take out of this game, I thought. Um, 7 nothing win. And take, we should have. Yeah, take care of the bad teams. And then we move into game two. CeCe Sabathia went five and two-thirds, 12 strikeouts. What? Yeah. I, you never see that line on, on CeCe Sabathia. He's more of a ground ball pitcher. But for him to have 12 strikeouts and I saw that line, I was like, what is going on here? I mean, you just never see that out of the big man. And um, Stanton homers and um, to take the lead, I believe that was the – no, that wasn't the, that wasn't the grand slam game, but he did no. – He's homered so much I can't keep track of what game was what home run and how many he had, but he's been on fire lately. He's been on fire, and this is what he does. He always gets hot at this point in the season. If you looked at his last year with the Marlins, his stats are almost the exact same up until All-Star break, and then after that, he started heating up and hitting all those home runs, and we're seeing the same thing. I mean, he has, what, almost 30 now? Yeah. So, I mean, he's No, he's at 30 now, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I believe Stanton gave us the two-run lead, and then we brought in Britain to give us a, the close, and he gives up the home run to. A, oh, this is what, yeah, it was when they were extra innings. So Stanton gives him the lead, and then all Britain had to do was close yeah. it out, and he gave up the two run homer to Abreu, which was very disappointing. Britain has been a big disappointment in New York so far, and that, that hurts because there was so much talk about how he needs to come in here and basically take care of business for us, and he's going to be this dominant guy. And he's been doing absolutely nothing. I mean, like, what did we get him for? You know, I mean, we see his his Achilles injury coming into play here. I mean, before, two years ago, Zach Britton was a lights-out closer, and he's just not that anymore. I mean, he's he's come in, and he hasn't done much for us at all. And, you know, Achilles injuries are so hard to come back from, even two years ago. And I think it's starting to show a little bit. But, I mean, hopefully Zach Britton can pick it up. He's, he's not a huge, you know, guy, but... I mean, if he can start pitching lights out, then that would be a help. We need him to do something. I mean, he wasn't pitching that bad this year, 
And like Tony said, from ever since that injury, he hasn't been the same. And I think the Yankees took a flyer saying maybe this guy come in and just be lights out for us. He hasn't been. Hopefully he does pick it up, but it was kind of ironic. Later in the game, Sonny Gray comes in and he goes three innings. He pitched very that well crazy. that game. I mean, he, he came in with fire under his stomach and he really just pitched his heart out. Like, that's how he should be pitching. He's pitching for his job. He, he needs to adjust to the new rotation spot or the, the new spot in the bullpen. Excuse me. And... He really came in and he proved himself this game. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm I'm reluctant to give him any trust yet, but if he can keep on showing up in the bullpen, then maybe he, I mean I don't know I, I don't know if his, he has anything with the Yankees, but maybe he can showcase his abilities for another team. But he's been doing pretty well coming out of the bullpen. Yeah, I mean this was a this was a good game for him, and this is a perfect example of what he can do if we never need guys in extra inning game. He can right. pitch far into the game, so. He's a star. He's he's a starter, just not a very good one. So yeah, and he's definitely good to have in the bullpen. Definitely, and I agree. I think he's in the right spot right now. Hopefully, he could turn around. He had a bad start last, or a bad. Uh, um, he came in last night. It wasn't that great, but mm. we'll get to that later. And then Andujar had the go-ahead single. I mean, this kid's just absolutely tearing it up. Personally, he has the rookie of the year in my mind right now Ooh. over Glaber. I really do think so. Um, That's a hot take. And I, I mean, you look at the, you compare him, and yeah, you look at his batting and. It's it's in it, you give it to and and Duhar, but in terms of fielding, Torres is a lights out fielder. He's had he's had his, his downs this year though. You I mean think? he's had, he's had he's had errors, and who and Duhar or Torres both. Torres has had a, his fair th- his fair amount of errors. I think the the pretend ah yeah. But yeah. you look at the numbers right now, and Duhar has the edge. I truly think if he keeps this pace up, that he's gonna win the Rookie of the Year. Glaber's been kind of cold lately; he hasn't really been himself after that injury. Like how he was before, where he was absolutely tearing it up. I think he's down into the two seventies now, um, which isn't even that bad. It's I not mean, bad, but I mean, Andujar is really picking it up for us, and he's been very clutch. And um, yeah, this was just a long game. It was it went thirteen innings. The Yankees ended up winning four to three. But I just the whole time I'm like I just want to go to bed. This is so <laughs> bad. We shouldn't be in extra innings with the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, we won the game, but if they would have lost this game, I would have went off. I mean, you can't lose to the Chicago White Sox. Hands down, you, you have to beat them. So they pulled it out. It was a scary game, but um, yeah, I think I was texting you this night. Yeah. I was like, I'm just tired. I want to go to bed. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of seeing us struggle against the White Sox. I was all pumped up about the, the stand home run. Yeah, no, I was too. And I was done. It erased it, you know, once he once put the gear up the home run. So and then we moved to game three, a potential chance for a sweep. And Severino was in. I was kind of holding my breath. Seven innings pitched, three earned runs, eight Ks. Definitely stepped in the right direction. Didn't look great in the beginning, but he picked it up. I'd say he's, he's definitely coming back to earth with who he is, and hopefully he gets back to that first um, half of the season form that he was in. Right. I mean, it's a step in the right direction, but not where we need him to be. But I hope he picks it up. I mean, I, I he will. I think he will. He will, eventually. But we need to be in a spot where we could say... Who do we start in this wild card game? And right it, now, it's, it's got to be Severino still. I I hope right now, right now, I don't know, but I think by playoff time, it that's will that's be. the problem we want to have. You, this guy's pitching so well, we don't know who to start. That's where I want to be with him because right now, if I had to choose someone, he he wouldn't even be able to talk for me. Um, and then also in this game, this is where Stanton had the grand slam. I mean, this guy is just on fire, like we were saying before. He's heating up big time and really putting the team on his back. It wasn't like a regular stand home run. It was a, the one that just chipped over the right field mm-hmm. wall. 
it doesn't matter what it is. He he came up big for us, and he's providing so many runs. And he's stepping up. He's stepping up. I mean, he's proving that he's a veteran. He's he's one of the older players in our lineup, and he's a superstar. I mean, there's no way around it. He, he's this absolute stud, and he's stepping up in Judge's injury. So if we can keep on, you know, scraping bad teams like this, and just keep on chipping away at Judge's injury time, and I mean, I don't know about Sanchez, but. If he can come back and do something, that'd be great. But my I guess mean, is Sanchez comes back and he's a different player. That's my my hope. And if I, he's not, I don't know what he is anymore. Yeah, because he better come back and, and really prove that he can play baseball at a high level and hustle hard and just put all of his heart out on the field. I, I think he will. I think this is a wake up call for him. I'm not saying that it's a good thing. I almost feel like it's a blessing in disguise for this guy though. You give him a real wake up call and say. Who are you as a baseball player, and what are you going to be for this team moving forward? You know, what kind? Of, you need to play defense the right way, and you need to hit the right way. You need to run. You need to run. I saw your um, retweet the other day about <laughs> when the, yeah. someone reported you could. Yeah, it was it was Sanchez. He, he was practicing his uh, hitting and and catching, I guess, and you know, of course, he wasn't he wasn't running. There was no running in that in that. <laughs> Whoever video. reported was like, yeah, he's working on some fielding, some this and that, and, and you retweeted and said. Oh, I can guarantee he's not running. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> he did look in shape, to be fair. I hope. Yeah. But I always see this with Sanchez. I, I We say it's going to be a wake-up call. You know, he's going to come back a different player. I feel like we've had this conversation like twice now already this yeah, season. Yeah, we have. And if if he comes back and he continues his 180 batting average and whatever, there's not that many games left in the season to where he you can be like, all right, he's going to turn it up come playoff time. I just, I, I just hope. That's... You can only hope because he's a big part of the offense when he's on. And that that's really what – there were so many people going into the season saying Gary Sanchez is the best hitter in the lineup. And you look at that now and you say – That's laughable. What? Not even not even close to what we have on this team. So, anyways, back to this game. Hicks homered and then the Yankees played well again. They went 7-3. I mean, another good game and then they complete the sweep of the Chicago White Sox. I was happy. I wasn't surprised. This is something that should be happening. So – a good a good way to start off the uh, the sweep from Boston and come in here and win three games. Definitely. And then we move on to another crappy team, the Rangers, but they've been hot. Um, game one, Jay Happ had a great outing, six innings pitched, three and runs, nine Ks. That's the line I really expect from him. I don't expect anything more. I mean, if you could just give me six and three, that's perfect. Just give us decent starts. Yeah, that's just don't put us in a hole. That's all I ask. And he do- he's really goes out there, and he- I think he's a perfect veteran guy for the Yankees. Um, in a potential playoff run this year. So I really like what I see out of this guy um, so far. Hopefully he can keep that up. Yeah, he's going to get some playing time in the playoffs. I mean, oh, yeah. He's he's looked very good, and I'm happy with it. I mean, what would we trade? Chris Drury for him, right? Uh, Brandon Drury. Or, well, Which I mean, I feel, I'm in hockey. Yeah, it's, it's all right. <laughs> but I feel bad. You see, he has a season-ending injury. Brandon Drury. Yeah, see, he... I don't understand what happened with that because we traded him and then they found out he had a broken wrist, right? He broke his wrist. Oh, I thought it was during. Did it happen it's, during? I, I, I feel like it, with Toronto, I, I mean, we, we have conflicting reports here, but <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't make any sense though. I, I read it on Twitter and I was like, "Hold up, they have physicals when they when they go through trades." I mean, they, I think it had to have happened when he was. Like, it, had, it wouldn't make any sense yeah. otherwise. I mean, that stinks, but. I feel bad for him, but what are you going to do? We got J.A. Happ. That's all I really care about right now. Yeah. And he's a veteran who's been to, to who's been to a World Series, and he knows the, the lay of the land when it comes to the postseason. So it's a, definitely a guy I like to have on this, this squad. Definitely. And 
Walker homered twice from both sides of the plate. Stanton homered again. That was crazy, by the way. <laughs> what? Both the, sides of the plate. Yeah, that was just, weird. I just don't understand how you can be a, a switch hitter. Yeah, no, that's and, and nuts. At a major league level, I really don't understand. But, hey, if you're that good and that's why you're playing at the major league level, I didn't really have too many other thoughts on this game. It was a really efficient game, and the Yankees took it 7-3. to three. And then right when I thought the Yankees would turn the corner and maybe just sweep both series, I was wrong. Tanaka was horrible. Yeah. Five innings pitch, six earned runs, and only two strikeouts. Guzman on uh, the Rangers homered three times against us, and apparently this guy always grew up hating the Yankees, and he was just basically just saying, F you, and he just he, he launched some balls that night. It was just not a good game overall. I mean, like I said in past podcasts, if you put your team in a hole, it's so much different and so much harder to come back and just score runs. The Yankees scored seven, but they managed to give up 12, and that was really the story of this game. They lost 12-7. Ugly game. Yeah. And uh, not what you like to see. Definitely not. So we move on to game three, and at this point, I, I kind of threw in the towel on the series. I'm like... This is just not a good look. <laughs> you can't lose 12-7. to seven. But they, they came back, and again, Lance Lynn. Five hits, eight Ks. Stanton homered again. Andor homered. Chapman was a little choppy at the end, but another Scary. win. Another yeah. win, 5-3. Chapman hasn't been looking good lately, so it's kind of giving me flashbacks from last year when he would, every time he came in the game, I was holding my breath. So hopefully he gets back to his dominant self, like we are talking about Seve in the first half. Because we really need him come playoff time. I Chapman mean. is one of the scariest, like star closers in the game. Like normally, when your when your closer comes in, he's an absolute stud like Chapman. You're like, all right, we got this. We're probably gonna win. Whatever. When Chapman comes in, I you should expect him to, to you know shut it out. But he scares me sometimes. It's either he comes in and he just throws heat and he gets out of there, or. It can be very. It, I mean, I it's the walks. Yeah. yeah, it's really the walks. He can't throw. Sometimes I swear that guy cannot throw strikes. He can't. It's wild. I feel like he's trying to throw it too hard, and it's just it's just not going in the strike box. I don't understand. Sometimes it's like, if you're not going to throw strikes, get somebody that can throw strikes in. Like that's yeah, it. it. Usually when it's no, oh, that's what Boone struggles with. You know, you trust your closer, but when he's really struggling out there, it's pretty easy to see he will get in the counts, and it'll be three one or four zero. You can't leave that guy in because if he gets wild, he starts hitting guys. He starts walking wild pitch everywhere. It's it's scary. It, it turns very quickly, and you gotta like stop you have to it. act. Yeah, you get you really do. You can let him go a couple batters, but if he really the game starts to get out of hand, it's easy to see. It, I mean, it watching is. the game at, at, from from the television, it's easy to see when when Chapman. You can tell when Chapman's gonna do do something not good. I mean, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It's just you gotta make a move sometimes. I mean, this was fine. He got out of it, but. I mean, it's just scary sometimes. I, I hope this stuff doesn't happen in the inevitable wild card game we'll be playing. Because Chapman, what, it, what he reminds me of is that the Chicago close against the the uh, the Rajay Davis homer in mm. the World Series yeah. against the against the Indians. He blew that game, and it's it's like he got the ring, but I feel like he just didn't he pitch. blew that game. Yeah, dude, that's so scary because I feel like when it comes down to it, and he just throws a fastball, and these guys are sitting dead right on the fastball. They are gonna hammer it, and yeah. it, it just—it's when all the secondary stuff is off is when he's screwed. When his slider's off, it's not good. He needs to have this slider on. He needs to work his fastball in. And the main thing I like to to, to say is attack the hitters. Most guys won't be able to hit a hundred two mile per hour yeah. fastball in the inside corner. 
it's not easy. And you know, as a closer, you, I'm assuming you study every batter and their, you know, how they go up to the plate and their approach. So he really needs to get back to himself back in the from the first half of the season. It's it's very evident. It's scary. So we need him. And let's move on to the last game. Yankees are up uh, two games at this point. And Sabathia came in yesterday. Six innings pitch. Zero earned runs. Seven Ks. Another great start from the big man. Stanton homered again. And then we had the ridiculous D. Gregorius play in the field, which is, oh my God, it was just unbelievable. When I watched it live, I could not believe that he actually made that play. It was just a backhand. Such a smooth transfer to first. And I, I can't really describe it on a podcast. <laughs> if you saw it, you saw it. If you didn't, you have to go see it. And he also homered that game. It's just big games from players that we need to step up. Didi's one of those guys who's just been consistent to kind of choppy at times. He's been very... I want to, I want to say inconsistent this year. No, I mean he started out he was a stud. He was looking he like was a, so he, hot in the beginning. He was looking like an MVP candidate in the beginning, and then he went through that huge slump. That was bad. Where he went like four for like seventy something. Yeah, it was no, so it was bad. Very bad. And then, I mean, now he's picked up. It's he, very like choppy. Yeah, I mean, it's just too much with the Yankees. We don't have any consistent players right now other than Stanton. Yeah, and I and, and Stan wasn't even even consistent in the beginning of the year. I mean, he wasn't. That was a that was a big that was a big fear when we came into this whole thing. Like we signed this guy, what what is he doing? Why isn't he hitting the ball? Like we 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 basically got him for nothing. We gave up Stalin Castro and we replaced him with Torres. I mean, that I was looking at that the the other day. I mean, reevaluating that trade. We gave up Castro. He was an all-star. He was, he's, what, like 20, 28 years old now. He, he yeah, but he was not, he's a good player, and he's been around the league. So, I think he's been in Chicago. He's been... He, we played him. I, yeah, we played him. He was a, he was a big part. Of, I He fit very well with the Yankees last year just because of... He just fit with the dynamic well with the team. Yeah. Like, the, there were so many different personalities on that team. And I, from last year's team, there was a lot of hope and a lot of... I don't feel that magic this year. So we had like Todd Frazier and it was such a great guy in the, the clubhouse. I'm not feeling like the same, like Ronnie Torres, like we need him back or something. Like Ronnie uh, Torres, he's a great clubhouse guy. And people I, were saying that and uh, I don't know. He, he's killing it in, in AAA. He, there's just not a spot on him yeah. for this, on this team right now. And it's tough because you you like a guy like that could just light he up. Just your, dink, he used dink singles all day. It's weird. But he's so good for the locker room. He really is, or the clubhouse. He is, but you know, you know what I think the difference is. I think that more so we were not supposed to go that far last year. Yeah, and we were kind of like a Cinderella type story, you know, like the Yankees are back, whatever. And I think that magic is just worn off. I mean, we we got the people realize what Aaron Judge is. People realize what Gary Sanchez was supposed to be, and you go out and you get John Carlos Stanton, the reigning NL MVP. I mean, I mean, it takes time for the guys to gel. But sometimes it just happens like that Yankees team last year, but I think it does take time for guys to gel together as like a team. Yeah. Form that bond. So. And I think people realize that we're we're actually legitimate this year. Like Yeah. Obviously. This I mean, is a scary team. It's just we're getting overshadowed by the Red Sox right now, who are having just a ridiculous they're fifty games over five hundred now. Fifty. 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 Yeah. I mean it's it's really scary. But my prediction is I'm not gonna predict anything about the Red Sox anymore. I really I don't no, make your prediction. I really think they are going to choke in the playoffs. I think they'll they'll lose in the first round. I don't know if they can beat the Astros or beat the Yankees in the playoffs. 
I don't. Well, I think they can beat the Yankees in the playoffs, to be honest. In a series where it matters a lot, I think the Yankees are going to be a different team. I do. And if they make it past the wild card game, which I'm very confident they can, there's a couple teams that scare me, a couple matchups that scare me. The but... Astros. The Astros. Like, the, I mean, God, I don't know. I, I can see the Astros definitely going back again. I think they are. They just have a very scary pitching rotation, but their bullpen's not that great. What did they get Verlander for? Nothing. How did they get him? I. It was a. It was post. He was basically a waiver claim for them. Why, why did we make the I, move? Anyone could have grabbed him. Anyone. I just don't know. That that would have won us the World Series last. He won the Astros the World Series last year. That's that's a fact. Because I mean, he was he was he was he was okay, and then he, he went to the Astros dominant, and he was a beast. Dominant. So he re- he revived his his great legacy there, and yeah. so that's. Don't don't reminisce on those times. <laughs> There's nothing we can do about that now. But anyways, the Yankees wipe up that series three one. So you go out and you you sweep, and you go six and one in two series. So that's As what you we should. Though. <clears throat> yeah, the, this is what we expect. So it's not like I'm jumping up and down. You know, I'm not here on the podcast today. Like yeah, like let's go. We won two series. <laughs> yeah. These are these are against bad teams, man. Like this Who is the next. Uh, we play the Mets tonight. <laughs> So that's that's Degrom Severino, and then I would need to look up um, who we have coming up after the Mets. I just know that today we play the Mets. It was that rainout game, and then we have the Rays in Yankee Stadium. So that's good. Ah, Degrom, though, he's a beast. That's their like I said a week ago. That's their World Series, folks. And if there's any Mets fans listening to this, have fun with your World Series and however many games behind you are because. Uh, who cares? I mean, who that. cares how many games you are behind? Because you're the Mets. But <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> but yeah, we need to take care of business. We need to win games. It's gonna. Be, it's not gonna be an easy one. De- Degrom Mets are not like a joke. No, they're not. Like their bats are. Their their lineups. He joke. won for the first time since like June or something. The other. Day. Yeah, that's very fair. Against he has the like Reds, five wins. Like. The guy's an unbelievable pitcher, and the Yanks got to him once. Can they get to him again? I don't even know if the game's gonna happen tonight. Yeah, it's I mean, pouring it, rain. It doesn't look like it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's still raining, I think, and yeah, I mean, it's that makeup game from a rainout already, so maybe it'll get rain out again. Who knows? But it's kind of funny how the Mets lined it up to be Degrom. I was supposed to be going to this game. You were. I was supposed to be going to this game, and I ended up selling my tickets because some other stuff, and now it got rained out, and I was supposed to be going today. But it looks like that was a a good move. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. Yankees, we need to keep winning. Let's take care of the Rays. Let's take care of the Mets. And next time we're on this podcast, we better be talking about some big ones. And we are fighting for that wild card now. I think the division's out of reach. We're still nine and a half back. Red Sox just don't lose. So let's just focus on this wild card right now. And let's focus on us and winning. Sounds good. good. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Let's move in to the big talk. This is what Here we've we been go. waiting for. We're talking about the Jets preseason game. Tony didn't know what was happening last week but <laughs> until the podcast. Yeah, no, I didn't. It rolled up on, on the podcast. But what was your um? How are you? Were you feeling a little nervous going into this game? Because I was, I was on the couch. I was a little nervous when Darnold came in. I was nervous because every other rookie quarterback up until our game performed. Uh, Baker Mayfield came in and did very well. Did you see what Colin Coward said about Baker Mayfield? I did. Oh my god! I think he, well, he said he was small. Say? Remember? Yeah. Oh, did you see? <laughs> there's a. There's like. Collins like takeaways from Baker's yeah, it's like debut. look small, look small. It's I like, mean, great he, he had a couple good points. I think he's kind of blowing out of proportion a little, but um, yeah, I mean, he did have a three and out against their first team defense. And Baker, yeah, 
against the Jets. I mean, the Giants' first team defense, and yeah, I guess he looks small. He uh, does. I'm not sold on Baker Mayfield yet. I'm not either. You get, all right? We're we're about to go off on one preseason game, and we're about to overreact, and we're gonna do all this, but. We have to remember it's just preseason, and the thing that I like to take away from preseason, you don't just look at stats. You know, you see Baker Mayfield through two touchdowns. He went 11 for 20, which is okay, but you have to look at what they're doing. I mean, how they sense pressure, how they're, if they're calling audibles, if they're, you know, if they, if, they, if they just look the part, then I'm happy, regardless of what they do. I mean, Josh Rosen went out there yesterday, and he did not have a good debut, but... Listen, what did he six do? for thirteen, no touchdowns? Oh, okay. And but I mean, he looked like an NFL quarterback. You know the way he moved, the way he, I don't know his throwing motion looks so nice. But not about Josh Rosen. You had just have to look for qualities in a quarterback that you want to see, and I think we one hundred percent saw that from Sam Darnold in in his debut. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's I mean, no doubt. Let's talk about before we get to Sam. Just our other quarterbacks. Well, Josh McCown came in right. for what one drive or something. He didn't. I mean, you completed one, one for pass. one, four yards. But who cares about that, really? Teddy Bridgewater looked great. Yeah, seven for eight, eighty-five yards and a touchdown. He was throwing darts. I mean, he had a couple bad throws, but he didn't. What, what do you mean a couple? He 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 missed one. I think he missed literally one. Oh <laughs> he yeah, that, seven that's, for eight. that's literally that's literally <laughs> the one I'm thinking. He overthrew. Um, yeah, tight end. I, he, he had what two drives. And he got points on each possession. He got a yeah. touchdown and field goal. He looked really great, and he was—it's not like he was running crazy because obviously he had the knee injury. But when he had to run, he ran a little bit, and his passes were right on the money. And that's all. This is exactly what we want. We want his trade value to skyrocket. This is what we want right now. So Teddy, just keep doing what you're doing, man. Believe me, I'm not. And I'm not saying this to ship him off. Like I, I want to see him do well because he's a cool player. And to come to New York and like revitalize your career, that'd be cool to just see happen on your team right. before he goes off and does whatever he's going to do. Right. I mean, it, it, I like Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a, a good quarterback. And, you know, we know his future's not with us. He knows it. Yeah. But I this mean, is I, a great opportunity for right. him to put himself out there and exactly. really show his talents and what, exactly. what he has. Let's, the defense looked great. The first team defense for the New York Jets. Yeah, they looked they they, solid, yeah. I mean, that screen tackle... Tremaine yeah, looks good. Awesome. Everyone on that defense looks like swarming. And let's just pause. Nathan it. Shepard looks good, by the way. Third round pick, yeah. Nathan Shepard. He's he a looks big like, dude. He's huge. He's older. He's he's what, 24 years old already? He's a rookie, but he is going, he's starting already. So, I mean, we drafted him for a reason. He's going to come in and play right away. He's, he's ready. Yeah, I think Todd Bowles, like his size, I think he's D3 guy, right? D2. Is it D2? I think he was D2. Okay, either way. I mean, you're drafting a D2 guy in, what, the third round? That's, like, pretty... Maybe D3. I think it, I think it was D3. It was pretty out of the ordinary, but Todd Bowles is doing it to fit a certain scheme that they have on that team. Yeah. So, it makes sense. He's a chip-on-his-shoulder type player. I mean, it fits in right with the locker room. And should we get Khalil Mack? <laughs> Just okay, to... see, this is an interesting question that me and Joey were talking about before the podcast started. I mean, would you give up... The first round pick. What, what are, what's our record this year, do you think? With Khalil Mack. With Khalil Mack, we win nine or ten games. I truly believe, and the quarterback situation is pit, like picture perfect, I believe we win nine or ten games. Khalil Mack is a game changer. He's going to give you a couple more wins. That guy is defensive player of the year. Former defensive player of the year. And yes, I would completely give up a first round draft pick for him. He's 27 years old. It's not like he's 30 years old. He's 27. He still has... He's in the prime right now. This is where he... 
The only question mark we have on our defense right now is a pass rusher. And we haven't even seen a good pass rusher or heard of one since, like, John Abraham. Jason Taylor. Jason Taylor, yeah. <laughs> and Vernon Golston was a, the biggest talk I've heard about a pass rusher. He was our biggest bust in, like, New York Jets history. Yeah, it's, there's some other ones, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but Vernon Golston was a big one. He was supposed to be, like, the guy. And I think it would be a rare... rare it would change the dynamic for this team this year. I think they'd have a different mindset. I definitely think it would shift. Like they're, They would be a win-now team at this point. I mean, we're young, but I, you're right. I don't see a hole in our defense if we add Khalil Mack. And, I mean, with a defense like that, our secondary is lights out. Yeah. Our secondary is going to play lights out. We still have Leonard Williams on the D-line. And our linebackers would be, you know, new pickup Avery Williamson, Darren Lee, who's apparently looking much better. Khalil Mack and then Jordan Jenkins. I mean, I, I, I don't see a weakness. Our O line would be would be our main thing. Well, here's the here's the good thing. If you trade for him this year, you're gonna get him, you're gonna get him signed next year. Right. And then you can go out and spend the rest of your money on the offensive line. But you already got that pass rusher, which is a question. Anybody want to take a chance on the draft that you just don't know? The Jets can't draft freaking pass rushers. It just never works. So, so the only problem is we don't have our second. If we traded our first round pick, our first pick would be we're still a rebuilding team. I'd say. Oh, absolutely, I agree with you. But we would not have a pick until the third round. But think about it. You're getting you're basically picking Khalil Mack in the first round. When you say it like that, <laughs> I mean, right? Hey, you, yeah. you, you have a guaranteed one of next to Von Miller, probably the best pass rusher in the league. It's tough. It is. It's. I'm not saying it's easy, and I don't know if this is the right move for the Jets, but it's definitely something that they should consider. Throw something out on the table, right? Yeah, I mean, I would. I would lowball him first. I would. Oh, absolutely. Like See what. It doesn't break. seem like John Gruden's having any of this, which is stupid. Pay the guy. He's like one of the best defensive players in the league. I, I don't know what he could be asking for, but I mean, <laughs> whatever he's asking for. John Gruden hasn't talked to him once. Really? Yeah, that's that's what they've been saying. That's crazy. Like I don't I don't know how you haven't talked to it. The first thing you go in as a coach, you want to sign your best player on the team. That's Khalil Mack. Easy. I think the Jets should get him, but I don't want to overpay for him. Some people are saying two first rounders. No. Hell no. No. So absolutely not. Let's go no. back to let's go back to the preseason game. We got side. <laughs> <laughs> and let's talk about Sam Darnold. I mean, this is really the big talk of the town. And from when he came in. At first, like I said, I was a little nervous. I was, oh, we were texting each other. Yeah. Like, when is he going to come in? And then he came in, and man, I, his play just really speaks for himself. And I, I get it. He's playing against what second, third team defense. Yeah, it doesn't matter though. But listen, I hate when people say that he is, but he's also playing with second and third team offense. I mean, exactly. His receivers cannot do the same thing. He's going to start next week. He's yeah. going to start next week. They're well, saying this week, or yeah, this Thursday. I can't believe it's this soon already, but this Thursday, he's going to start, and we're going to see him with the ones. When you have, I don't even know who's playing wide receiver. Our Darius Stewart, who stinks, and we should cut him. Hanson. Hanson, who's, I, maybe he's going to be good, I don't know. <laughs> if we who cut knows? him, the Patriots would pick him up. But, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, if you're playing with guys like that, and with an O-line that is semi-pro, I mean, it's not even a professional offensive line at that point. Yeah. But... If you, they can't make the same plays. Put him out there with Robbie Anderson in the starting offensive line, and I want to see him take some shots. We're gonna we, see. We're yeah. gonna see. We saw him play safe. You know, he, he was he wasn't making many. Uh, yeah, taking any shots down. Yeah, I mean, he took two maybe, and, and he and he misfired on two. But 
Well, the, the the one long ball they threw was nice. I just think Trenton Cannon didn't he, even see he didn't it. even see it. So that that's not a really fair evaluation of how. But the ball was nice. Yeah, he, threw, he threw a beautiful forty five bomb, forty five yard bomb. It was perfect. But his stat line was thirteen of 18, 96 yards and a touchdown. He we agree that he stayed in a little too long. But the, like I was telling you before that we started this, his pocket presence, his awareness of the line of scrimmage, the way he moves around in the pocket, he can move is unbelievable. Like hit. It just looked like a professional. Every one of his throws, even the one where they're, they're wide open, there wasn't any ducks. There wasn't like the Fitzpatrick wobbly balls. Ugh. This guy was just throwing darts in everywhere. Like, I don't care if the guy's wide open. Like, he would fire the ball. And there was one where they were in the red zone, and I think he threw it to Ardarius Stewart, and it was a short pass, but it was just a dart. Like, he was about to, he was, the pressure was coming, he just got it out quick, and it was just an absolute missile. And this guy can just sling the ball. His touchdown was beautiful. Like, that play was unbelievable. He just rolls out of the pocket. He, he just maneuvers himself and knows where the line of scrimmage is and fires into the corner of the end zone like it's nothing. He's got some shades of Aaron Rodgers in terms of his... Right, I'm, not, I'm yeah. not trying to speak him up too much, but when he's on the run, I have not seen a, a rookie quarterback this good on the run. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And he looks he looks like a, a vet. He looked like a vet last uh, last game. That's I mean, why I cry. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, we actually have a quarterback, man. Like, it's unbelievable. Me and Joey have grown up. We've had Chad Pennington was our best quarterback, probably. Mark Sanchez, Brett Favre, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Geno Smith. Who else? I'm missing one. Kellen Clemens. Kellen Clemens. <laughs> There's some, Patrick had, Ramsey. Yeah, just Mark Brunel. Just like disgusting. Really, we had to go through the whole Bryce Petty hacking break thing, which was just a mess. Our quarterback room last year was who was it? It was Bryce Petty. Christian Hackenberg and Josh McCown. We went from that to Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater, and Josh McCown. And Josh McCown was the only good thing last year. I mean, we kept the only good egg. Yeah. I mean, it's just unbelievable. You see our GM, Mike McCagden's vision coming into play. We have a quarterback. We're building a defense. An elite quarterback and an elite defense is a contender. Yeah. And if you just get a good offensive line around... Darnold, and it's not going to be this year. It's not going to be this year. But next year, maybe the year after that, when he's hitting his prime and he's 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 gonna he's gonna be a stud. We are contenders. I mean, this just totally changes the game. We're not the Jets anymore. We're not the Jets with with Mark Sanchez, with Geno Smith. We don't. Our quarterbacks aren't getting punched in the mouth over money and whatever. Yeah. It's a legitimate team and. I mean, what I don't know what the Dolphins and whatever are doing, but we have this. We have this division. This is the second best team in the division right now, uh, the, the New York Jets. I, I really think right now they are. Oh, that's I, tough. I mean, who's you think the Bills are better? No, no, no. The you Bills think the Dolphins not. are better? Uh, the I Dolphins don't. might be. Who's their quarterback? Tannehill. Yeah, I, I doesn't scare me. It doesn't scare me, but it, it, it's good enough right now where I think he's going to be. The Dolphins better. don't scare me at all. How about that? That's what I have to say. They're gonna get left in the dust. They are. I mean, look, the Bills give them all the all the crap you want for dra- uh, drafting Josh Allen. They have their potential franchise quarterback. We have ours. The Patriots have Brady, but that's gonna be what another one to two year one. We've one been saying years. one to two years for ten years. It's now. gonna happen <laughs> one to two years from now. It has to. He's forty one. It has to. He's not gonna play till he's forty five. We have this. We are in such a good position. Perfect timing. Perfect player. Perfect culture around the team. This is different. I mean, we're gonna we're getting new jerseys. Yeah, it's there just, is so much to look forward to right now. 
And the question is, should he start week one? I'm Again, I will come here every week on this podcast until week one and say I don't think he should start. Do I think he should play in this season? Absolutely. I think he should come in. I don't know when, but I have a feeling, like you said before this podcast started, that Sam Donald's going to start week one. He's going to. I think he is. And we both agree that he shouldn't, but, but he's going to. Let me, let me say this. If he has a bad showing in Washington... I think that switches things up. But if he goes out and lights it up and just keeps lighting it up in the preseason and lighting up in practice, there's nothing we can do. If he's the best guy there and he's he's ready to play in the NFL and get some experience, then the only thing I don't want to do is throw him out there with the Wolves and throw him in a bad offensive line situation and just see him get sacked and crushed. That's not what I want to and see. And you can't pull him. Yeah. You cannot pull him. You ha- Once you commit to starting him, he has it's to remain over. the starter. Yeah, it's over. Like That's it. Unless he gets injured. That's why I'm so. I'm reluctant to do it. I, I don't. I say don't do it. Wait till next year when you can build, build. I, I think he should play towards the end of the season. He should play maybe six or seven games this season yeah. to get his feet wet and just see what it's like. But the whole season. Listen, man. If he can come out there and start, and he wins us a good amount of games, and say he he goes in there and starts and almost takes us to the playoffs, then I'm feeling great. And then next year, I'm feeling even better because we're going to build the team up even more. But that's just not, as a, as a Jets organization and how much I've seen, <laughs> I just I don't see something like that. And I'm trying to be optimistic and all this stuff, but it's like I'm always questioning it. It's always in the back of my mind. What if this happens? What if they do this? I mean, there's a new variable now. I mean, we have uh, the offensive coordinator, Jeremy Bates. I like him a lot. He looks like a very promising coordinator. He's young. He's 41. And how I know that, I don't know. But, <laughs> um, Tony was stalking him on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> I mean, he came in and he made it look easy for every quarter. I mean, our quarterbacks played the lights out all three. I mean, Josh McCown did whatever. But Bridgewater and Darnold the lights out. And it looked easy. It didn't look like they were making incredibly difficult throws. But... They made the reads they needed to make. There was one play where it was unbelievable. Uh, it was like the sideline catch. It was the guy. Remember the guy was wide open and yeah. Darnold like he was he got hit and then he delivered. That's that yeah. Dot. That's what I was telling you about before. But he, they, I watched like an analysis on that. It was unbelievable. He, the linebacker and the safety were in two zones, and he just got it like in between those two zones. He read it perfectly and he delivered a strike. The reads that Darnold's making are not rookie reads. He's not a rookie, dude. It's weird. He's like, this is ridiculous. Like, We got... I'm going to go out on a limb here. We got what should have been the Andrew Luck of this draft. It's very well could be. My he was supposed injury. to go number shoulder injury. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> not, not Sam, not Sam. Yeah, oh my god. When Sam got injured, though, with the, the hand, I was like, oh my god. You know, I was... <laughs> But he should have gone one, and he just, thank you, God. Thanks. Thank you, Browns. Thank, thank you. you. And you know what? And Gi- Giants. Giants, you know what? Take your take your Saquon. But guess what? When Eli Manning's gone in two years, and you have whatever Webb, whatever that guy stunk. is, he stinks. He said he's scary. He was nervous for the preseason game. Guess who's not nervous? Sam Darnold, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just, I just, I, I'm speechless right now. All I can hope for is that he goes out and tears it up on Thursday. He will. I'm excited have, for Thursday, man. I have faith that he's going to kill it, and I've never had that before. I mean, it's unbelievable. I have so much confidence. Like, I feel like I could take any team on right now. <laughs> Bring the Pats. Bring the Pats, baby. <laughs> I want the Pats right now. Yeah, and they, they have. it's going to be interesting to see on Thursday because they have this big 
brawl on because the oh, Jets playing the Jets Redskins joint practice because that's why they're they're playing them in Washington so they don't have to travel later in the week so they could just be in Washington and just practice right. with them so they go right into the game. Hopefully it's a smooth game and there's no like any crap on no. the table or I don't want any of that. Yeah, I listen. No one wants to get hurt here. We're just here to play a football game. <laughs> I mean, but the, the Redskins were being weird before. They were talking crap about. Terrell Pryor or whatever, and it's like, chill out. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And Jordan Reed said something about a late hit on him. Ah, They're a bunch of babies. That team sucks anyways. I don't care. Have fun with Alex Smith. Yeah, have fun with Alex Smith, the guy who can't take your team to any part of the playoffs. And Geis Geis got torn ACL. Yeah, Geis torn ACL. That sucks for them. I kind of wanted to see him play this year. I was interested to see it. Good fantasy piece, but, um, yeah. I mean, any other thoughts on the Jets' first preseason game? Um... No, not really. I mean, Sam Darnold, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I'm really looking forward to this game on Thursday. And that's really all we have to talk about for this weekend. And we're gonna be Yo. we're gonna be back some point next week talking about what could potentially be our franchise quarterback starter week one. I ordered his jersey already. Did you coming in this week? Why would you do that? What do you mean? We're getting new jerseys next year. It's fake. It's fake. Oh, is it? Okay. Okay. Never mind. All right. Never mind. I thought he paid the whole like 130 beans no, or whatever no, no, it was. No, no. But all right. Well, thank you for listening again this week. This has been Wired to Wired. Joy Bonsanti and Tony Pro, and we'll see you next week. Peace. So.